Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest Laughing back and forth at what the other has to say Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day Last time we didn't say what we're doing Like we just were talking we didn't like intro the podcast at all. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, we purposefully said like we made a point to say like we're being less structured and we're putting even less effort into this. Which that would point to being less effort. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a weird day. We had tornadoes and everything up here. You had tornadoes up there? Yeah. Like they touch down? Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty rare actually for up there. Yeah, especially in middle of October. But yeah, I was yeah. sitting at work and all of a sudden my, I heard a bunch of like different phones start going off. This was mm. probably four o'clock. And uh checked my phone. Sure enough, there's a tornado warning. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And there's no windows in my office. Like you have to get up and go out of the security doors to actually see outside. And, so the uh, safest place you could have been. Well, I mean, in that respect, yes. But since it's like an old warehouse, sort of, the flooring above me is concrete. Mm. And so I was thinking about that today. I was like, so if this building were to collapse, I'm mm. screwed. At least it would be a quick death. That's true. A quick, a quick squish. Quick squish. Do you think you would look up and say like one final thing? Like, oh, well, they think you would get out. Uh, probably an expletive. (laughs) (laughs) But they say that like at the moment of death, your whole life flashes before your eyes. How do people know that by the way? Right. I don't, I don't think anybody does. I think like, I would assume that that started with um, somebody had a near-death experience and just like, oh, like just quickly like thought of like loved one or family or uh, past memories. But I've had a few near-death experiences and never has that happened. It's always just been like an expletive. (laughs) And then... Mainly these near death near death experiences have happened on a motorcycle. Like oh, a car yeah. is pulled out in front of me or something. And like somebody will pull out in front of me and then I will say an expletive and then I will be driving away and thinking, Man, if I hadn't have done this or if they would have continued to do what they were doing, I probably would have splatted onto the pavement. Yeah. I'd like to go out I'd like to think that I would go out with more of a more bravado or something, you know. <laughs> More of a show. How, how when your time comes? How do you? How is your ideal death? Uh, I've had this planned for years. Not that I'm gonna do it, but <laughs> <laughs> I think so. When I when I hit like eighty, I'm I'm really gonna cut the brakes off of everything. Like I've told my wife this. Like I want to do mushrooms and acid. If I haven't already done them by the time I'm eighty, I want to do them. Mm-hmm. Like eighty is. 80 on is my year to really experiment because I'm at the end of my life. I've reached the end. I've made it that far by some miracle. Now I want to really dive into like the, the trippy stuff. But 
I also want to do more crazy things. And one of those things I want to do is skydive. So at 80, I want to go skydiving and then just not pull the chute and just That's right, under the, right under the ground. Quick. Maybe not at 80, but I'm assuming if my body continues to decline physically at the rate that it is currently declining <laughs> my aches and pains if i re- if i reach 80 i'll be a hot mess so so do you want to die of a heart attack before you hit the ground or die when you hit the ground i don't know i think i think on impact would be ideal okay i think that's what i would like to do yeah but yeah i don't know i just feel like i would like to go out on my own terms if possible and I feel like I will have lived a life at a solid life at eighty. I just don't want to be decrepit in a, in a nursing home. Yeah, that's that's my biggest fear. How do you want to die? I I already know it's stabbing. Oh gosh, <laughs> shoot me rather than stab me. Stabbing, or I was watching a movie called The Cave recently, where it's just about spelunkers, like cave divers. Oh, I know that's another one of your. Sometimes I will watch splunking videos just to like make myself feel that. Like, <laughs> like just to get that little terror. In yes, the yeah. I don't know why, but um. So, what is your ideal? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't like some people would prefer. Like, I know that I'm going to die. Yeah. I don't know that I do. I think I would rather just be a surprise. Sure. I think. I don't know. And at this stage of my life, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If I had, like, kids and stuff, maybe that might change. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, you can plan and take some of that burden off of them. Um, But I don't know, man. Like... It's funny. I almost said you always hear going in your sleep is peaceful, but again, how do it? How do we know that? Right. Um, I don't know. Doing something fun. That that would be cool. Uh, can, can I change mine now that I've kind of thought about this? <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> I I've been saying that for years, like the whole the whole jump out of an airplane yeah thing. I've been saying that for a long time, but now that I'm thinking about it again and I haven't thought about it in a while, um, now I think I want it to be more space oriented. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to be like the first person to attempt to set foot on like Jupiter or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would immediately die, but at least right. they would say, well, he tried. Yes. Very true. Hmm. What do you think of being buried alive? Uh, <laughs> we both have in the past, you w- way more so than I have watched wrestling, like WWE wrestling. <laughs> yes. And I've, I've seen enough of The Undertaker being buried alive and then coming back to know that it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> like... To be buried alive and to get to the moment where, like, just my arm pops up out of the dirt, mm-hmm. and it's like my my clenched fist. That I would kill for that moment. But 
picture this. Uh huh. You're just living life, right? Yeah, living life. Suddenly you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. Don't know what happened. You wake up, pitch dark, you're on your back. Yeah. And you put your hand up, and you can only go up maybe six inches from your face. Right. That's not very far. No. Six inches is. And you have no idea where you're at, what's going yeah. on. Right. I'm sure I would panic. Yeah. Here's what would realistically happen. I would panic and use all my oxygen <laughs> and be dead within like 10 minutes. Yeah, probably. That's how I, I would. Realistically, I don't think that I could in that moment have the wherewithal to be like, oh, I'm in, uh, I'm buried alive and I need to preserve oxygen as much as I can. I need to calm down. I really don't think that I would be able to have that focused of a thought process. Yeah. In that moment. Because like also, okay, say you are able to break through the coffin that you're in. Right. Who's to say they put you in dirt and not like you're underwater somewhere? Oh, like I bust through the coffin and then all of a sudden all this water comes in? Yeah, like just how freaky it would be knowing, like not knowing anything of your surroundings or where you're at. Right. Well, water is even worse because then you're out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, and now you're now you're drowning. You've gone from suffocating to drowning, which I guess is suffocating. Yeah, I guess I think I would assume it'd be the same sensation, kind of. And again, talking about people saying like, "How do you know?" Like your life flashes before your your eyes. Mm-hmm. I've heard that people will say that drowning is a very euphoric death. Like really? it get it gets to the point of like euphoria with like chemicals firing off in your brain and stuff. Hmm. And also another fun fact about dying in weird ways, freezing to death, a lot of people that they find who have frozen to death are have removed their clothes. They're naked. Naked or at least <laughs> close to it. <laughs> because you get like your brain just like you reach such a point of freezing that your brain thinks your body's hot and you got to like, Oh, I'm too hot. I got to take this stuff off. Which I would imagine would be kind of peaceful. I do think that our brains are wired in a way that it takes off. Like it protects us in those situations. Yeah. No. So I think that could be like, your life flashing before your eyes is your brain. Like the brain is such an interesting thing. Um, there's not that I know literally anything about the brain. <laughs> I, said, I said like, I said that like I'm some sort of authority on the brain. I'm not, but like all the chemicals and stuff and the, and stuff that your brain is able to do is just ridiculous. So I think that, Perhaps when we die, like in those final moments, your brain is just releasing all these chemicals and you're just experiencing totally trippy, whacked out stuff, you know? Yeah. Or you're like vividly seeing memories of your past or whatever. They say that people see the their dead loved ones. Yeah. See, this is why I want to do drugs when I'm 80 because... <laughs> I don't I don't want to do them now. I have a friend that did acid a lot when he was younger and he has like PTSD from a bad trip. Okay. Like it it really messed him up. So 
I don't want to do acid now, but in my later stages of life, like I really want to just throw some stuff in my brain that like opens it up in a level into a level that I'm not currently operating at. So what have you been up to in the how how long ago did we podcast last? I think it was like a, little, a month. I think it might have been a little over a month. Yeah. Maybe. We said we were gonna do this every month. We're on track. We're yeah. <laughs> as long as we do it sometime within each month. <laughs> uh went on vacation since the last time. Oh, um, where'd you go? To Oak Island. Get, I was just gonna go. <laughs> The, the Carolinas, you always go there. I'm pretty sure we talked about this last time. Did we? That I was going to go. Oh, I have no recollection of that. No. Yeah, so I went. It was okay. Fun. It was good. What'd we, you do? We uh, went to the beach. Okay. Uh, just, I mean, our family, our vacations aren't like sightseeing vacations. They're just kind of chilling, hanging yeah. out. Um. So, I'm out on the beach most days, uh, fished. We did a charter, fishing charter. Nice. Um, that was kind of overrated. I probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah. One, I kind of got seasick. And oh. two, uh, have you ever done a fishing charter? No, but it, to me, it sounds incredibly boring. Well, I could be wrong. It's you, just because you're on another dude's boat and like he knows what to do. And you're, it's like, you, I have heard stories like you put the rods in and you're trolling and then like he'll set it and then just hand you the rod. He doesn't Was even, that, he didn't even hand us the rods. So he like, he reeled them in. No, <laughs> no, we got to reel them in. Did you just pay to watch a guy fit? <laughs> right. Right. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> but like, he won. There was only one species of fish that we were fishing that we could catch okay spanish mackerel and literally okay. he put three i think three poles in and yeah we like trolled around like back and forth back and forth and he would stand there watch them and then point they fish on and then you got to walk up to the where the uh pole was in like set into the boat you know the holder yeah yeah and you couldn't pick it up. You just reeled it. You reeled it, reeled it, reeled it. But you didn't even reel the fish all the way in because they had these huge leads on them. And so you rolled it to that point and then he pulled it in by hand. And then you didn't touch the fish. He took it off the hook and put it in the bucket. We did that for, I think it was a six or seven hour charter. We did Gosh. that for probably three or four hours. And then they took us shark fishing. But you're like, okay. sweet, shark fishing, right? Yeah. So this is where I got sick because it's not trolling. You're just, you're uh, drifting. Okay. And he, th he, again, he throws three lines out with fish heads on them. And uh, he was like, you're only going to catch, uh, I think, sand shark or like black tipped something shark. And he said the black tipped ones might be four foot. He said, Dang. but the, the full-grown sand shark ones uh, are, again, maybe two feet. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so we did hook one of the big ones. Okay. 
but uh, like we saw it come right up to the water, and then it dove under the boat and cut the line on the boat. Uh, and no. he was very mad because we lo- the lost his his tackle on the line. That's not your guys' fault, right? Yeah, no. Uh, so anyway, he was he was mad at you guys. Um, I mean, he didn't directly say it to us, but like his mood definitely changed towards everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, he was also uh, on the way out, so like he kind of stood by the cabin like door where you walk inside. He was stood there, and he had this rag that looked like you changed oil with it, like dirty and stuff. And he had two crab, like little crabs that I guess he had steamed and he was sitting on the rag and the whole ride out, he would pop the, the crab apart and like suck stuff out and then just like throw it over the side, which I mean, if you like crab, that's not a bad gig, but like, he, yeah, but like just imagine the grotiest hands you've ever seen. (laughs) Like missing chunks like brown and crusty and definitely you know not washing his hands after he you know does anything <laughs> like yeah. chumming or baiting yes yeah just comes <laughs> back yeah and just <laughs> yeah yeah gross yeah uh so we did catch one little shark that we took back we got we kept everything and did like a fish fry um okay how was shark i've never had shark Shark's not bad. It, it's very similar to like chicken, honestly. Just like, uh, it and like we made basically just like ch- chicken nuggets almost out of it. Shark nuggets. Oh, fried just chunks. It's almost like a a thick like steak looking, but it's obviously fish. Yeah. Um, not not terrible. I mean, I wouldn't seek it out, but anyway, interesting. Did that. Went and saw a movie. Nice. Um, yeah. Nothing really do happened. You feel, do you feel relaxed and refreshed? Coming back from vacation? Yeah. Um, well, we took I took the Monday off coming back, which mm-hmm. I freaking love. Because like we left on Saturday to come home. And I got oh. home Saturday like seven and knowing that I like, basically still had a full weekend. Yeah, before you had I, the Sunday and the Monday. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but that week back really sucked. And yeah. <laughs> still trying to get back in, in the groove of everything. But Gotcha. Yeah. I will say, my wife works uh, four tens. That's so nice. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are her off days. And I typically will try not to work uh, Sunday and Monday. But then Tuesday or whatever, if I have work, I'll go back to it. But having a weekday as your weekend is awesome. I bet. Like having having Monday to like do errands and run groceries, especially here where we're at, because we're in like a metropolis, I guess. Yeah. Of Nashville. So it's pretty crazy on the weekends, especially at those places that you would go to on the mm-hmm. weekends, like the grocery store and stuff. And as I'm saying this, she's gonna listen to this and be like, you never go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, joke's on her because neither does she. We do the Kroger pickup. Oh, yeah. We do Walmart pickup. Uh, how awesome is pickup? Fantastic. 
Yeah. I feel so spoiled. And I also feel like I hate, like they come and open your trunk and put all, like, I just, I'm like, I am the scum of the earth is what I feel like. Every time I I'll I go and do that, I just feel so horrible. Like, yeah, I could I couldn't imagine being a king back in the day. Yeah, and just like have like you have to be a very specific type of jaded to be a king. Yeah, just to have people like waiting on you hand and foot. Like, I, if I was a king, nobody would respect me because I'd be like, oh hey, I can get that for you. Right. <laughs> let me let me just open that door. Me... Especially when it's like raining or cold out and you're like just sitting in your car all nice and warm and meanwhile this like teenager this yeah <laughs> this poor this poor underpaid teenager <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> granted most of the time they get our order wrong but whatever yeah there there's always like substitutions and stuff yeah they never get it right gosh we are so freaking old for podcasting <laughs> about grocery pickup <laughs> That's what I'll title this one. Grocery pickup. Grocery pickup. <laughs> no one will listen to it. Oh. <laughs> well, news on my end, I recently bought a truck. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah, we were texting about this a little bit. Um, Jelly? It, it, you should not be jealous of this truck. Dude, I am jealous. It's, it's a beater. It's got problems out the wazoo. The suspension, the most concerning one is the squeaky suspension. No. Because just like getting in and out of it, it will squeak at me. Like, so whatever. Also, like the transmission kind of like bumps a little bit when it shifts. Mm -hmm. I think it might be the motor mounts, but Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to put in any money at all into it. I, the dash is all busted up. Yeah. Into a billion pieces and Carhartt makes like model year specific dash covers, just like a, a fabric covering. So I bought one of those for a hundred bucks and I was talking to my dad and he was like, I wouldn't put any more money into it than what than that. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you get it for? I got it for twenty five hundred. Oh my bad. I mean like what what are you oh. gonna do with it? <laughs> <laughs> How much do you make a year? <laughs> I was so proud of it. Too. <laughs> 2500. <laughs> For a running truck, it's not bad. Yeah, you know. Um I just bought it because I had sold my car. So Emily had her car, but then I just had my motorcycle. And it's getting, we're getting into the winter months. Mm-hmm. So I need something to like get me back and forth to the few places that I do go, like to church and stuff when it's super cold. Yeah. Like I'll still ride as much as I can, like even into the cold, but I needed something for when it's really cold. Also, it's just really nice to have a pickup, like to throw something in the bed. I just recently bought an air compressor. So that, Bought that. That was a great day, actually. Like, had got the truck all squared away and stuff. Went to get an air compressor at Home Depot. It was a Monday, so Emily was off work. She came with me. Threw the compressor into the bed of the truck. It's a it's a Chevy. It's a it's a fifteen hundred, and 
was there's a song in the bed of my Chevy from like the early 2000s country. Just ripping that song. Got my babe sitting in my truck next to me. And I just had a moment where I was like, man, I didn't realize that this is like exactly what I wanted out of life. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I made it. Heck yeah. Yeah. I was very stoked for you to get a truck. Well, thank you. I'm I have to tell you, I have to tell you the story about the emissions testing though. Cause there's oh. emissions testing down here. Yeah. Uh, so, and it, it was such a dumb catch 22 that I was in. Cause I need this truck for winter. But emissions testing in the county that I'm in, in Tennessee, is going away in January. But I mm. couldn't wait that long to mm. get it emissions tested. But I can't register the vehicle <laughs> until it's emissions tested. <laughs> so that sucks enough. Like having to drive the vehicle around with no tags on it or whatever. But at least I could say like literally I'm going to get it emissions tested right now. So if I were to get pulled over. So I, I go to the emissions testing place. I've told this story to Emily. She says I sound like an old man, like a mm. grumpy old man when I tell this story. So you'll have to let me know. But I get there literally five minutes after the place opens and I wait in line for an hour just slowly going through this line to get emissions tested. And then the actual emissions testing only takes like five or 10 minutes. Oh, really? It's super quick. They just like hook up a sensor and boom, you're good to go. You either pass or fail. But there was just so many people there. So I finally get in there. And he's like, huh, has there been any work done on this truck recently? Like the battery disconnected? Because I'm not getting like the information that I need from your truck's like computer. And that typically happens when the battery's been disconnected. I was like, I just bought it yesterday, so I have no idea. He's like, you're going to have to take this thing through a drive cycle. So I'm like, well, what the cred? I don't have tags on it. Yeah. Okay, I guess. So I look up the drive cycle for this truck and it is you have to bring it up to 55 for 3 minutes, let it coast down to 20, bring it back up to 55 for 5 minutes and then let it coast down to 20 again. What? That's like that like resets the Really? Yeah. You huh. can google it. Yeah, I'm I believe you. Reset the drive cycle on a truck. That's I could have been bamboozled by the internet, but <laughs> so I find a very very long straight stretch of road where I can do this, and I'm doing it, and I'm like waving people past me as I'm coasting down to twenty, and I don't have any tags on this thing. It looks horrible. It's a rust bucket, not a rust bucket. It's just it's just crappy. But do the drive cycle twice. And then take it back to the emissions testing place same day. Wait in line for an hour and 15 minutes. As I'm waiting in line, somebody ahead of me in a... uh, I don't even know what it would have been, but Honda convertible type car that was manual. He's sitting in line and all of a sudden smoke just starts flowing out from under the hood and he's dumping something on the ground, some sort of liquid from underneath the engine. I think he completely fried his clutch. Just I don't know how holding his clutch in the whole time. I guess he was just sitting in line for so Jeez. long, and I'm like, oh no! Like literally, like the worst spot because yeah. he's in the way. Like nobody can get around him. So I help him push his car like out of the way. I'm. <laughs> he like walks up to my truck. He's like, hey, can you help me? Like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. I help him push his car out of the way. I'm just like 
Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Back into my trap. <laughs> but finally, it passed the second time. It got the information it needed doing that drive cycle, and it was all good to go. But the the dumbest thing, every time I do something like that or go to the DMV or anything, that is the dumbest form of government is yeah. anything related to motor vehicles. Yeah. That was a very long-winded story. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. We're just aging into our personalities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to uh, go back to that conversation that we were having. We were, we were talking about uh, those little pads. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I have no but idea. Like, it's little mats that have like the staples. That was easy button that really ages me i think hmm. but you hit like you hit a button and it says a word and dot you get these things for dogs so like they can hit a word and they can say play or food or outside or pee and we were talking about what level of intelligence we think dogs have i think i think i think i said in the text we're they're like furry three-year-olds or furry two-year-olds which makes sense like i do think they have the capacity of love (laughs) okay so they have the capacity of love what where does that place them like in the age of a child or (laughs) just in like i think uh level of importance like humans can we whatever this scale is humans are most important Mm -hmm. and we'll say like insects and bugs are least important okay where does that place dogs although i guess like the matter of importance you could argue the insects and bugs are more important than dogs to the world (laughs) probably actually humans too we're more destructive than we are yeah ah so we're humans are least important (laughs) And bugs are, we're flipping it. Yes. <laughs> bees, the honeybees are number one. God bless the honeybees. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you said, you said a honeybee and my heart swelled with pride for those little guys. <laughs> Hanging on. They work so hard and they're so important. So endangered. Yes. Um, Emily hate Emily hates bees, but every time I see one of those guys, I'm like, no, you leave him alone. He's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> That's right. Now, yellow jacket, you kill that SOB. Oh, yeah. Wasp. We have like these weird orange wasps down here with like big, long, dangly legs. I hate them. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. But Okay, so humans, okay, let's not do order of importance. We've established that. Honeybees, number one, humans, zero. (laughs) So level of intelligence, like cognitive intelligence. Okay. Humans, number one, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think we've established that with our buildings and communications. Dolphins, I think, maybe number two. I've heard that they're pretty smart. Yeah, I feel like they got to be up there. I feel like the um, oh, what's the species of um, 
like monkeys and uh, oh, um, chimpanzee, uh, like that kind of like whole group. Um, there's a word I'm trying to think of that encompasses like primates, primates. Oh, primate, yeah. yeah. Like you see that, like you see them in zoos, and they're like learning sign language and stuff. Yeah, I feel like they've like, got to be up there in intelligence. Yeah. I've actually seen where they are like they're studying everywhere it's at but like a a wild uh family of i don't know if it was gorillas or chimpanzees but like they think that they are entering a stone age oh really yeah where they're like developing tools and using oh, tools yeah just on their own they've had no as, as, like from what i understand influence. yeah and that's not me googling it um dang so i feel like they've got to be up there okay so in i don't know maybe a hundred thousand years or so we could have a real planet of the planet of the apes right situation on our hands right we taught them to communicate and that was our mistake yeah we shouldn't have taught them how to use ipads so i feel like okay, they've so, got to be up there yeah we'll put that number two maybe dolphins three yeah I have no science to support that. I just have heard that dolphins are very smart and if they had better forms of communication, they could talk. Yes. And they also... Aren't they like the only animal that has sex for pleasure? Mm, I don't know about that, but that would not surprise me at all. They also get high. Yeah? There's a uh, certain puffer fish Oh, that that's right. Yeah. Emits a toxin that they can get high off of. So they'll just scare the pants off of this puffer fish. So he'll puff up and then they'll just like poke him with their noses. So he releases the toxin and they'll get high. Smart fish if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Not to get too dark, but dolphins will also rape other fish species. Species. So maybe so, not the most ethical. But smart. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> a lot like humans. Yeah. Questionable morals. High intelligence. Yes. Is what we have in dolphins. It's a good thing they don't have arms or legs. We'd be screwed. Like if, like if you just were walking out on the street and encountered a, a dolphin walking towards you. A dolphin with questionable morals. Oh, geez. <laughs> So, dolphins three. Are we? Do we want to put dogs then at four because of the strictly? I think because of the pads that they can press different buttons. True, true, true. And apparently, as you say, their ability to love, which apparently dolphins don't have. <laughs> they just have sex for pleasure. There's no love involved. <laughs> There's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, penguins, they mate for life, right? Yeah, that's true. But they I don't, don't have those smart, communications. But... Yeah, they don't have those communication skills. It's true. That that is one plus that penguins have going. We'll put penguins at number number 7 just for their monogamy. But Dogs, 
for although those videos where they're hitting the pads and stuff, mm-hmm. how every time I see one, I'm like, they're just getting lucky. You think? I don't know. I mean, could very well be, but what was your thought on it? I think. I mean, it would be interesting if, like, I don't. I've never seen these pads, but like, if the button had obviously it can be really color wise because, as far as we know, dogs are colorblind. But if they had a marking or something, and you could move the pads in a different order. If they would uh, be able to differentiate, because otherwise, like you can teach them to go to this spot, and right. like you know, over time, they know if I hit this, it means I get to go outside. Just like right. ringing the bell with their nose, you know, some people do. Right. So I think the true test would be if you could teach them to identify the marking and move that. Yes. That's what needs to be done. Yes. I'm a freaking psychiatrist. You're a genius at this. And then honeybees number five. Yes. Because they dance to communicate. Like they'll find a source of pollen and then they'll go back and then dance. And then from that dance, that, uh, what do you call that? Interpretive dance? Mm-hmm. The other honeybees will be, okay, so we got to go take a left at that tree, hook it down for a little ways. <laughs> go right at the mailbox and then there's a whole bunch of flowers there. What about ants? Ooh, great, great. Or are they all brawn and no brain? Mm, Ants are very brawny. I'll give you that. Um, I did see a video of there was some food source and there were two different, uh, what, what would you call that, types of ants? I wanted to say species, but I don't think that's right. Uh, two different types of ants, like a larger ant and then a real tiny like ant that you would see in your kitchen. Mm. And they had like sentries, like there was a line of larger ants and then right in front of them facing them was a line of smaller ants and they were just standing in a face-off and then behind each line were the respective groups like working on collecting this food source. But it, they were segregated. Like the larger ants were on their side, and then the smaller ants were on their side with their little sentries in the middle. Is your fire alarm going off? Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll stop in a minute. <laughs> there it goes. Is it howling? I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming someone is in your house and they're cooking food. Someone, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. We have the world's most sensitive smoke detectors. Yeah. Make toast. And oh, dang. Yeah, it'll set off our smoke detectors. No smoke in the house. But then flip side, you can make bacon and burn the crap out of it and just smoke it all out. Won't go off. Doesn't care. Yeah. So whenever you have a fire, if you ever have a fire... You'll either, you will get alerted or you will not. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. There, we have one smoke detector in our house that is just a real diva. And it's like in the back of the house. And I'll be cooking 
and all of the other smoke detectors are fine, but then this one in the <laughs> back bedroom will go off. Really? Yeah. I've replaced the battery. I don't know. I took it off the wall and just pulled the battery out of it and put it in the drawer. And then my wife found it. was like, this needs to be up. This is safety. <laughs> so I thought I had the solution figured out, but, <laughs> but I did not. Hmm. You want to wrap this guy up? Yes, I have dinner I need to eat. I am aware. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure it will be. Just <laughs> uh, we should say what this is. So this is, this is You're My Friend and I Miss You, a yes. sequel podcast to You're My Friend and I Trust You. We still trust and, each other. Uh, yes, obviously. We just miss each other. Because now we live states away. Yes. But literally, we're doing this podcast, I think, just for us. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to. I, I would gladly accept any money that came along. <laughs> yes, and a and a large following, but I don't want to try for that. Like literally doing this. This is me kind of getting serious, but doing this with you, we've said before, is such a cool thing. Of like, we have our other podcasts that we did, and. I, I appreciate I appreciate you making your face bigger on my screen for we're this. Getting, one. We're getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we have this other podcast where, within the course of that podcast, like I, I changed careers, I got engaged, I got married. So, and major things happened in your life as well. And we can now look back on that old podcast and go back and listen to old episodes like years from now and what a gift that is to have yeah. like our lives documented like that so I'm happy that we're doing this again I'm happy that we have not put any pressure on it just like a, whenever we feel like it we're going to do it and it's a great way to, to catch up with you yeah and to keep you in my life absolutely agree so we're going to talk about riveting things that everyone cares about uh, where bees stand on the hierarchy of the world. In dolphin sexual assault. <laughs> Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest, jumping fences, dodging trees, and trying to get away. Contemplating nothing but escaping, finally making it. Oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day.